Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ghost bikes. This is the designation given to the ghostly white bicycles that stand alone not far from the street at six locations in Shawnee County, including Southeast 15th and Adams on Southeast 29th Street, just to the east of Kansas Avenue at Southwest 53rd and Kent Place, along the Lake Shawnee Trail in the 2900 block of Southeast 45th, near Southwest 21st and Urish Road, and at Rossville. This is Tim Rencher, the history guy for CJ Online, talking about ghost bikes, and today we'll hopefully learn a little bit more about them. Welcome to this week's podcast. We will also have a video at CJ Online about this topic and an article in the Topeka Capital Journal print edition. My guest for today's podcast is Bill Lucero, a retired Topeka psychotherapist and longtime cycling enthusiast. Bill, welcome to the program. Thanks, Tim. Good to be here. Um, tell us a little bit about ghost bikes. Well, ghost bikes started out in 2002 kind of as an art project. A uh, artist just uh, was traipsing around the streets of San Francisco and saw all these broken down bicycles and uh, just started making, uh, thought, well, let's just paint them white and um, stick them out in various different locations. and. Uh, that kind of caught on, caught people's eye, and in uh, 2004, uh, a cyclist was uh, badly injured, if not killed. I don't recall exactly what happened, but uh, somebody put uh, a bike up uh, and painted it white and uh, simply left the inscription, Cyclist Struck Here, and that caught on. Uh, people started putting them up in various different cities around the country, in Seattle, Atlanta, various different places. Uh, they were hanging from uh, street poles and uh, or just set up as memorials. Uh, I visited uh, quite a few around the country. And uh, interestingly enough, there was one uh, hung up in DuPont Circle, uh, commemorating a cyclist in, I believe, 2008 in Washington, D.C. And uh, after about a year, the sanitation department came by and took it down and trashed it. Uh, friends of the guy who was killed there took uh, issue with that and hung up 22 ghost bikes all around DuPont Circle. So uh, the message was clear, you know, we are concerned about cyclist safety uh in topeka um the first ghost bike was hung up uh in uh, memory of tim roberts who was killed on 53rd by an inebriated uh driver who was taking his son um somewhere and uh did not really pay much attention to the guy who was cycling on the road and uh, struck and killed him. Fortunately, uh, uh, his identity was uh, known and uh, uh, 
he was uh, incarcerated and lost his uh, license as an attorney. Uh, but uh, the Roberts family uh, proceeded and uh, put up that uh, bike and still maintain it. Uh, it's uh, just a little bit to the uh, west of uh, Fairlawn Road, and uh, quite a few people have commented on it because it's it's got some colorful flowers around it, and uh, and a lot of people knew Tim. He, he was a great cyclist and great guy. Another of the ghost bikes stands at Southeast 15th and Adams. That represents Bobby Taylor Jr., who died in 1977 in a collision with a semi-trailer. And then along the Landon Trail, uh, Southeast 29th near Kansas Avenue, there's a ghost bike uh, representing John Gamber, who was killed in a collision with a vehicle while crossing that street on that trail in September 2017. Yeah, John was... uh an avid cyclist and uh, well-known in the community, uh, really a wonderful person. He, uh, the best we can figure out um, that day is that uh, he had come upon that signal. And unfortunately, that traffic signal on 29th Street is unique in the city. It's only one like it. Um, the lights start flashing yellow, uh, then they turn solid yellow and eventually a solid red when the pedestrian signal comes on. Uh, it has to be activated, uh, uh, obviously, by uh, the cyclist or pedestrian who's uh, um, wanting to cross the street there. Well, uh, John approached the intersection apparently, and immediately uh, cars were kind of used to uh, stopping for cyclists and rather than uh, having him get off and tap the uh, button to cross the street, um, they just stopped and motioned him to come. And uh, that was uh, uh, not a good thing. Three lanes of traffic stopped, and John proceeded into the intersection thinking that everyone was stopping for him. Unfortunately, the fourth lane, uh, the driver did not see the light, didn't notice people were slowing down, um, and drove through the intersection just as John uh, came across, and John T-boned the car and was killed instantly. Mm. Uh, you know, we have these lights, uh, safety devices that are put up for cyclists and pedestrians. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes they're counterproductive, and uh, cyclists need to re- and pedestrians need to remember push the button, even if the cars are stopping for you. Cars get impatient. You know, five seven seconds is what it takes for that light to change, and it seems like an infinity to them when they're in a hurry to get somewhere. And why isn't that guy going out here? Well, um, that ghost bike is something we can point to and say, this is uh, why. John's bicycle was uh, painted white uh, as a commemoration for him by the family. Uh, Most of our bikes are donated uh, through the Topeka Cycling Project. But um, uh, John's was hung up there, uh, and uh, after it was uh, presented, by the uh, family for uh, commemoration. Unfortunately, we had an individual who decided to take it down, 
and uh, we don't know what happened to the bike. Uh, if they trashed it or if they thought they could ride it, it was totally immobilized because the chain was off of it, and as it was painted white, the, you couldn't really even crank it, so I have no um, idea why that why it was stolen, but it's being restored up on uh, the site in a, in, in a permanent uh, method, a little more secure than it was previously. Okay. And um, at Lake Shawnee, Paula Lucas was riding on the Lake Shawnee Trail in 2007 um, on a steep part that has since been um, flattened out a little bit more when she was involved in a collision with another rider. Yes, that was a really, really unfortunate uh, experience. Uh, uh, I don't recall. I believe Paula was going up the hill and another rider was coming down the hill and neither of them apparently saw each other. Neither was wearing a helmet. And uh, this is back in the early days of cycling uh, or earlier days of cycling. I believe it was 2007 she was killed there. Um, two bikes uh, collided. They tried, to, apparently tried to veer off uh, and miss each other, and they both veered the same direction and hit each other head on. Um, oftentimes, ghost bikes, most often, are uh, the result of uh, a vehicle uh, and bicycle collision. In this particular instance, it was two bicycles running into each other, and we thought, you know, a dead uh, cyclist is a dead cyclist, and we need to uh, remember, and we need to remind people um, that can happen, uh, especially on that trail. It's a very busy trail, and uh, oftentimes people do not ride with helmets on that trail. Um, the park department closed off that section to cycling, but there's still people that would drive or ride up and down it. Now at 45th Street is being uh, rebuilt, the new trail will go out there, and that one will be uh, demolished. Mm-hmm. And then there are two other ghost bikes, one at Rossville and one on 21st Street, not far right, from Murich. Kevin Brace uh, in Rossville uh, was killed in... Uh, 1977 uh, he was 17 years old and was uh, I believe it was a semi that hit him on highway 24 there so on the western edge of Rossville um, some uh, mem- class members uh, of uh, his graduating class uh, came together for their uh, 50th uh, high school reunion and they thought hey let's not forget Kevin. They called up uh, us, uh, that is the Call Valley Bicycle Club, said, can you guys uh, uh, help us uh, put together a ghost bike? And we called Topeka Cycling Project. Andy Fry uh, said, sure, we can help do that. And so between the Call Valley Club and uh, Cycling Project, we got one uh, place there for Kevin. Uh, and it was really fitting that uh, Rossville uh, alumni uh, wanted to remember him uh, but uh, you know cycling accidents happen everywhere on the highways on the roadways and as we were talking about earlier on the trails uh, the other bike on 21st street is in uh, memory of uh, neil rogers neil was killed in uh, 1989 he was a member of 
uh, active member of uh, the Claw Valley Bicycle Club, and uh, his wife was a good friend of mine, and uh, I talked with her, and she said, oh, man, yeah, it would be wonderful to have a bike in, in memory of Neil out uh, on 21st. Um, the driver who hit Neil um, said, hey, the sun was in my eyes, you know. Uh, I remember my, my son uh, one time had a traffic accident and hit a uh, parked car and told the uh, police officer, you know, my, the sun was glaring off the car and was in my eyes. I couldn't see the car. And he said, well, if you can't see, stop your vehicle until you can because you were fortunate that you hit a car instead of a person. And in this particular case with Neil, unfortunately, Neil was uh, hit, struck, and thrown and uh, killed. We, you know, we have so many cycling accidents that occur around the county. Uh, just past Sunday, a uh, good friend of mine, a uh, fellow cyclist, uh, was hit on Carlson Road in southwest Topeka. Um, pickup driver uh, hit him uh, with his mirror. Uh, knocked him out, uh, off the bike, and um, they thought he had a dislocated shoulder. It turned out he had a broken shoulder, and it's had to do multiple surgeries in order to get back together. Uh, but the driver didn't even stop, just kept going, hit and run. Uh, the uh, rider of the bike is a farmer, uh, who's going to have a lot of difficulty trying to, you know, go through rehab and get his crops in uh, for this year. And he was coming to join us on a group ride. We like to ride in groups. Uh, we think there's safety in numbers. Uh, we're a little more visible to the public when we're out there. People will wonder, why are you guys riding in, uh, you know, so many of you on in a concentrated area it's not that we're trying to do some type of mass protest for cycling rights or anything along that line it's that it, it, we feel a lot safer when we have quite a few bodies uh, out there and we're a lot more visible uh, people i remember one woman wrote to the paper one time about all these bicycles on uh, k4 and their pretty little costumes those pretty little costumes are bright colors for one reason specifically, we want to be seen. And it's not because we're all that uh, grandiose about ourselves. It's that we want people seeing us coming. Uh, you know, we've got headlights on, taillights on. And, um, uh, yeah, we definitely uh, want to be out there. Uh, one of the highlights of the um, Caw Valley Bicycle Club in 2011 we worked very hard uh, that year in the Kansas State Legislature and worked with the uh, ABATE which is a, a motorcycle rights group um, to get a law passed which sit, requires motorists now to uh, give at least three feet um, to a cyclist uh, or a motorcycle for that matter when passing uh, three feet's not very much but uh, it's it's the minimum requirement that uh, uh, motorists need to be passing we'd prefer they pass in a full lane um, we got that 
bill passed, and at the same time, uh, ABATE had a uh, bill that they were working on called the Dead Red Law, which says that a motorcycle or bicycle uh, comes up to a left turn lane and the light doesn't uh, trigger from the uh, ground or the camera or whatever because they, they don't pick up the metal or they don't pick up the size, uh, that we, after stopping for a reasonable amount of time and it is uh, clear we can go ahead and proceed through that red light. So if people see us uh, moving through a red light, it's because of that uh, uh, provision of the law. So anyway, both the dead red and the three-foot law were passed. Unfortunately, motorists don't always (laughs) adhere to that. Uh, I like to say that uh, motorists in Topeka are pretty darn friendly uh and uh, to your listeners i want to say thank you for all the courtesy that uh, motorists show us out there uh the i think that 80 percent of the people in topeka will, will wave you through an intersection or just uh, uh extend all the courtesies to you and be extremely uh conscientious when they pass a bike I'd say there's 1% out there that would just as soon kill us, but uh, most of the time don't. They'll blare the horn or uh, <laughs> make uh, various gestures, which are not necessarily nice. But uh, there's another 19% that I'm really concerned about, and those are the people who are on their cell phones. And they are texting or talking to somebody or they're applying their makeup or uh, reading a newspaper or God knows what on in their car and not paying attention to the fact that there are cyclists uh, or pedestrians uh, who are very vulnerable out there. And those are the people that we really have to be concerned about. But, you know, cyclists themselves are problematic too. Uh, I think all of us have encountered joe blitzkrieg coming down huntoon street the wrong way uh wearing totally dark clothing with no headlight no tail light uh, and zigzagging around of course he does not have a helmet on uh and then you know it's rather irritating to uh, drivers i'm a driver myself and get irritated by those people especially when i stop and think as this individual is making drivers mad about you, you're also making them mad on a generalization basis towards other cyclists. So it just uh, further increases my vulnerability with that guy out there. I want to see traffic laws enforced. I've had them enforced on me uh, when I failed to stop at a stop sign. Boy, when I come to a stop sign these days, I hit the brakes and stop and look, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> rather than just thinking, okay, I can just slide on through here. There will be a rite of silence taking ne- place next month. What can you tell us about that, Bill? Andy Fry helped uh, get that organized. Uh, he and Jeff Clune have been working on it together for this year. Uh, the rite of silence started uh, some 20 years back. Uh, to commemorate individuals who've been killed uh, while cycling. In in 2020, we know 675 people were uh, killed. And uh, the Rite of Silence commemorates that uh, on the third Wednesday 
uh, each year, and it's going to begin at uh, Washburn University next to the KTWU studios, just just west of that. And anyone who has a bicycle and a helmet uh, is welcome to attend that event. We've uh, uh, it'll begin at 6 p.m. and they'll ride approximately 10 miles in a slow procession of cyclists. Uh, again, um, commemorating those who've lost their lives over the past. Uh, year was there anything else you want to share with us bill uh again just uh want to emphasize cyclists are responsible to keep themselves safe their children safe i don't know how many times i've seen people on uh, shunga trail uh, with their kids having helmets on and uh, cycling with their parents who are not wearing a helmet uh let me tell you, Shunga Trail is not a safe place necessarily. Uh, I just noticed yesterday they've done edging along that trail again. Bike tires can slip into that edging, and when you slip off the trail and they try to get back on, that edging uh, and that concrete may upend you, and you may go right over without uh, any thought whatsoever. Uh, the people who are riding with their dogs uh that dog may just all of a sudden snap and go chasing after a squirrel and you've got that dog by a leash you might not have that quick moment to notice that dog moving before that uh dog yanks on that leash hard enough to end your balance and you may come crashing down wear a helmet please wear a helmet please some words from bill lucero thanks bill for appearing on this week's podcast, and thanks listeners for tuning in. This is Tim Wrencher, the History Guy for CJ Online.